Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improve. Hey, fellows. It's the first night of the another season. Nerds roll. Nerds roll. Oh, my glasses hey. are broken. My pocket is protected. Surprise. I'm a super nerd. I am a super nerd. The Nerd School Podcast. Starring Andy. I uh, am a former um, entertainment journalist. The Star Spangled Man with a plan. <laughs> TBJ. Welcome. Congratulations. You did dirt. Ta-da. I'm <laughs> I am what I like to call a surprise nerd. Art star. I am not an incel. Dark star. He's the nerd Gotham City deserves. And uh, yours truly. <laughs> call me Joe. <laughs> Joe Bird. Okay, so we we got to the title sequence, and then uh, it was level seven. We are at war. What do we do? Avengers title. And then the Black Widow scene happens. And this is one of my all-time favorite scenes from all of Avengers. Like, when I think <laughs> Avengers... I picture this scene with her being interrogated, quote-unquote, by mm-hmm. these guys that are giving her everything. They're like, what? I don't give everything. Like yeah. that. <laughs> and then she kicks the shit out of these guys. Sometimes I watch this scene like two or three times before I can even move on because it's so <laughs> great. Like all the way back yeah. to this whole scene. It may, I mean, she is the super hottest You have a thing for Natasha. Ever, and she's kick-ass. I think I mean, I you felt that. Apparently, I think you felt that way. And it's like there's some really good. I was going to say I think you felt about her. There's like there's some really good fight choreography here. I was going to say I think you felt that way about, about her. her and, what uh, was it? Iron Man when she got introduced in Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah she Iron was Man too. But I've gone through my life like I don't like particularly I don't think Scarlett Johansson. So like, do you hate Kyle and Joe? Scarlett Johansson's really hot. No, I love Colin Jost. I think he's hilarious. Uh, and I, no, actually, that might that might make me like her more than she likes a funny man. Like, anytime a girl likes a funny guy, I'm always like, yes. And she was married to uh, Deadpool for a little while, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, right? I, I don't... He, yeah. Were they married? They were. They were in they something were. or something. Yeah, they were. He's been with Blake Lively well, so long. They, I'm I just guess like, they don't, they've been together. They don't want, he, either he doesn't... I don't think he wants to work with her. He, or something or another. Yeah, he won't be in. He refused to be in uh, whatever the big next thing that Deadpool's going to be with everybody else because she was in it. So they had to promise him that she won't be in any scenes with him. So whatever happened in their breakup wasn't cute. No. Well, I mean, think about it. Oh, yeah. They were married from 2008 to 11. Well, how can she have any relationship, really? Because she's like top of the game, right? How can anybody that's top of the game... But there are plenty of people who have relationships that are top of the game. You don't think Ryan Reynolds is top of the game? Yeah. Well, he probably is. But But he's been married to his current wife since 2012. So that's almost 10 years, 9 years. Uh, That's good. Who's he married to? A star? Blake Blake Lively. Lively. Yeah. Is that a country singer? (laughs) No. No. She was in uh, Green Lantern with him. I'm thinking of Blake (laughs) Shelton. 
<laughs> Same difference. Different person, different gender. Um, no, but think about um, think about your big you, we, Nick Fury. Sam Jackson's been married for like a thousand damn years. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah. Washington's been married for a thousand years. Well, we've talked about this. Too, Tom like, Hanks, Rita Wilson. Yeah, both, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Reputation and what work. they do. Maybe, maybe those guys need to write a book about how that worked for them. But I always think with Scarlett Johansson, I'm like, I'm afraid it's not going to work out with Colin Jones because he's, yeah, he's the head writer of SNL. But what is SNL compared to Marvel? Like, Marvel's Marvel. SNL's just SNL. Like, right? Or but not? maybe she's marrying him based on actual liking him and not career choices. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I guess I think, I just assume people's careers get in the way. Maybe. Well, because there are a lot of people who marry yeah. not actors, and that does well too. So maybe she needed someone who was not an actor. Yeah, and like, you yeah. know, the actor life is is uh, you don't have a regular job unless you're on like a sitcom for ten years, yeah. and that's rare. And there's a lot of traveling. There's a, like you know, I have to go to Vancouver for six months. Let's, yeah, how do we work a family around this? Yeah, how? Yeah, I don't know how anybody would. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a little rough. So- so I, that said, I don't think I'm going to be starting a relationship with Scarlett Johansson. All right. I think, Even we though, can, uh, I think Colin would uh, fight you, so you're fine. Well, and I don't, because I don't, I don't want her any other way except for this scene. I just so want she would only her. have to show up as Black Widow for you to be <laughs> right, right. To, Like, even the shot, like the shots of her walking away, holding her shoes, like, like a, like a girl does on a dance floor or whatever, like. That's so badass to me. It's she's, letting like, them, she's letting everyone know she put in work. Get, let me get on in my business. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't need, you know, I hold my shoes just like, I mean, it's just so badass that I love it and I love how it's. Yeah. The, the, the fight choreography of this scene in particular is pretty cool. It's like, I love the bit where like, uh, she's like jumps on a guy and then falls down and then like plants herself on her hand and you hear like the slap against the metal and they're like, but she's able to hand spring herself back up into a cool kicky thing. Yeah. yeah. I love the flip in the chair smash as well. I mean, it's badass. I mean, just like this moron's giving me everything. I love that whole thing. Like yeah. that's, I think my favorite scene. Like that's the only thing I have a, a heart emoji next to. Uh, oh, and then my next thing I wrote, and you're gonna have to translate this, Art Star. Art Star is like the Joe Whisperer. Like I always <laughs> write this, I always write this mess, and I don't know what it means. And Art seems to understand what I mean. So I wrote Easter egg or chicken. I wrote Strike Team Delta, Abijan operation, Abijan operation. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I, was, I guess I was asking this is an Easter egg. So this part. Or maybe I was going to ask if this is in the comic. So I think what this is is they they talk about calling in Black Widow and Barton, and they show on the screen this footage of those two fighting together during the oh. Abidjan operation, the previous operation, and and they were called Strike Team Delta. They said we got to call them Strike Team Delta. Okay. And so I was going to ask a- you guys: Is that right. something, something somewhere? A Strike Team Delta? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but there's a chance that. Uh, they're going to go into that in the Black Widow movie because they've promised. You know, you know, they have the line later in the movie where they're like, uh, "This reminds me of Budapest all over again." And yes, then the yes. Hawkeye is like, "You, you know, I remember Budapest very differently." They're apparently right, supposed yeah. to go into what happened in Budapest in the Black Widow. So movie. maybe it's an Easter okay. thing. So there may be some history between. 
Yeah. So that would be some chicken. Piece for chicken. I think part of my question too on this was I still don't know if I grasp the difference between an Easter egg and Easter <laughs> chicken, even though Arts explained it 14 times. The Easter chicken, I believe, is something that is dropped uh, into a, into the movie that may not necessarily ever be built right. on. It may not mean anything, but if someone in a later movie says, how about we take this line from this movie gotcha. and do something with it now, right. Okay, that's the chicken. That's and the, the Easter chicken. egg is... Whereas the egg is to something or like... like like a shout out or a kind of a callback to something. Yeah, so an Easter egg is like that's something normal people. I mean, normal not that you guys aren't normal people use right in DVDs and stuff. It's like, oh, they dropped this little Easter egg. They mentioned yeah. or whatever it is. You know what? Now I might be confused. I might have just described an Easter egg, and then I have to think of what an Easter chicken is. No, no I think <laughs> you, you, think you, you did it. You did it right. right. I, think right. That, I think Art made up. Yeah, Easter yeah, Easter chicken. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, right, yeah but the way Andy just explained it right, to me, it's like that's an Easter chicken. <laughs> you know, like like yeah, in ca- that and, uh, right Cap- Captain America, and that's, but like that's, that's also right. kind of an Easter egg. Say it again. No, an Easter, but an Easter egg, egg is probably more right, intentional. Right. Like we're gonna drop something in here that's gonna pay off later. We know we're gonna I, do I, that. I, Whereas no, Easter thought, chicken necessarily yeah. not has, East, hasn't necessarily and, left laid the egg yet. A perfect example of Easter chicken <laughs> like, is Sean Carter yeah, yeah, yeah. is a scroll. That's an Easter chicken because you know they 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 pushing it. A lot of a lot of you know nerds out there are trying to push it, but there's no guarantee that Sean Carter is a scroll. Whereas if Sean Carter was a scroll and we knew that she was a scroll, it would have been an Easter egg. Okay. But if it turns out she is a scroll, then it becomes it stops being hey, an Easter chicken and starts being an Easter egg. Is my that right? Friend, evolution. <laughs> that's what Neil deGrasse Tyson would say about. I don't Easter know if that's exactly Easter. what Neil deGrasse Tyson would say, but okay. Well, I just saw he was explaining that that the egg came first because what happened was uh, an egg hatched and something that wasn't quite a chicken came out. And that evolved as evolution came, and that laid an egg that became a chicken. And I also just saw a meme today that was like, you know what? Before chickens or birds even existed, we, like turtles and shit and dinosaurs were laying eggs. So eggs existed before chickens. They just weren't bird eggs. They were yeah, like they turtle eggs and lizard yeah, eggs so, and shit uh, like that. But so here's – I'm going to try to explain. Okay, and then we'll move on real quick. But I think so like an Easter egg is like in Hulk when they did the, the David Banner music, like the Incredible Hulk music. Like that old music, that's an Easter egg because, like, young kids won't know what that means, but uh, old Hulk fans are like, "Yes, that's it. That's an homage like that." Okay, so it's like but shout outs to nerd shit they're not necessarily going to use or do anything with. Whereas Easter Chicken is more like a plot point. Like, well, uh, well, from what I understand, what Art would say is like, say somebody went was creating Iron Man seventeen. They went back to Iron Man 2 and they took that line where he's like, uh, I don't like to be handed things. And then they make this backstory, this flashback to when he was hand, his mom was handed something and there was a bomb. And that became it. Like it wasn't going to be like when they wrote that, it was probably just a, mm-hmm, a Robert mm-hmm. Downey Perfecto. improv Perfecto. line. But then later in, in episode 17, they make it a thing, you know. Right. 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 Good? 
<laughs> Art so style, you got to get that patent. Show is learning. You got to get a show uh, is learning. Okay. I think I'm getting dumber. I'm not entirely sure. I'm still not sure. What is the only thing Joe learned for this whole experience? I just want to know that I checked out this conversation. An Easter, I mean, yeah, an Easter <laughs> egg and an Easter chicken. <laughs> it's like he gets this quiz. And the only thing he knows is the answer for what an Easter chicken is. I, I only learned what Art Star teaches, so I, <laughs> I felt like I, I had it down cold until I explained it, and then I figured, like, I don't know if that's right. What I just said, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. It made sense to me. Okay, back to the movie. Uh, we got the line, "Get the big guy," and and she goes, uh, "Oh, oh, I mean Tony Stark." Okay, I'll get no the big guy. Yep. And then uh, she uses the old gamma expert need line on him to get him. Uh, and I, I just stopped and I said, I love this. I love this whole gathering the gang thing. Like, this is my favorite thing in movies <laughs> in general. Like, when when they have to go gather everybody. It's like, oh, let's get the gang back together or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, when they have to go to each place and you see their backstory. Like, I love. that's why every superhero movie... Of, of a group tandem like this should be like go see each one of them in their elements and you know I, I just love it I love the gathering of the gang okay well, what's he doing oh what's Iron Man you know what's so and so doing it's, it's just a cool excitement especially because this is the first one of the big group mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. and they're just getting everybody that we've already established it's just cool. the cat punching bag scene yeah uh, and that was yeah that's the famous thing with the thing, the bag flying off. Um, and he breaks it and guys, he has like five of them because he's a super tough man. Yeah. And I, and he's working off frustration for uh, missing his date with Peggy Carter and waking up 70 years in the future. Yes. Right. He get his Iron Man. We got the Iron Man scene. Yeah, he never got his want to make fun, yeah. dude. Um, but I get that cap, that cap, that cap <laughs> punching bag scene. Isn't that also a after credits? Isn't there yeah, a that's the, the teaser at the end of uh, Captain America for the first Avenger. Okay, is, so they just basically play that scene, or at least a part of it. A part of it, gotcha. So that's cool. That's an actual scene in there, and then we get to uh, the Iron Man scene where we get Coulson. The first name is Agent, which is <laughs> uh, why I thought yeah, we'd we talked about we this did. before because I went on the whole yeah. thing about how yeah. cute was that. We did a little bit. Like. It must have been Andy's plot point. I oh, think yeah. it was like twelve percent of a moment. Yeah, we, we get the twelve percent. We did like twelve percent of the whole movie before. <laughs> yeah, and now call, that's a callback. That's an Easter egg, I think. Yeah. No, I don't, I mean, this is one of my favorite parts because it was like, what? How do you know him? Well, this I feel like this is this the first time we see uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and him together as uh, an apple. Uh, they made out at the end of uh, Iron Man Two, I believe. Yeah, but yeah. we don't see them as a couple until now, right? Like, yeah, we haven't seen like their actual interplay. And yeah. so we got Coulson awkward during them kissing. Why is he Phil? Uh, Coulson continues the awkwardness in the plane with Cap. I love that awkward Coulson that he's being developed into this like yeah. awkward weirdo. He's like, oh, I, I love your, I love your cards. You know, <laughs> he's a nerd. I'm a collector. I like that he had input in the design of the Captain America costume. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's a Captain America nerd. I, I think that, yeah, that was like 
what would nerds actually do if their superheroes mm-hmm. came to life? They'd they'd awkwardly try to be mm-hmm. friends with them. Yeah, that whole That's thing. That's it. I love that, and that establishes Coulson as such a likable guy. Like, and so you're even more heartbroken when he dies. I think. Um, yeah. And that that actor, Clark Greg. Greg. Clark Greg. Yeah, he's great. Um, mm-hmm. He was then, also yeah. in the new Adventures of Old Christine, and now it's the new Avengers of Old Christine from uh, <laughs> yes. in there. Yeah, you've mentioned that in three episodes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't I get any funnier. <laughs> it oh, is funny, Joe. Oh. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't even my joke. I just, I just I forgot. Really, I really just sometimes now it's like I can just pick on Andy to get Tiffany riled up. Uh, <laughs> and as you see, Art Star is not the bad. Leave Brittany alone. Yeah, I, I forgot Clark Greg was on that show, and now I remember it. Okay, Loki Chitari scene with you think you know pain scene. Um, yeah. And I still don't know about these guys. But Jutari are just hired goons. Thanos yeah, is hired, hired goons. Yeah. And there but there were I remember Andy when you were teaching me hero clicks. Uh, never mind, we'll talk about this later. Those guys with that come down they fight those gold guys in those gold things. Like I feel like there was a hero click that looked like that, a bunch of those. But they were like some other uh, bunch of guys. I'm not Sure. Are you talking about the checkmate hero clicks? They're in Maybe. gold and black outfits. Oh, that's, yeah, that's DC. That's okay. DC's version of Shield is checkmate. Oh, check. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares? Uh, yeah. Not care. Oh, kick-ass <laughs> aircraft carrier. Uh, so we talked about that thing because Andy kind of mentioned how they brought yeah. that to life, and that thing was kick-ass when that takes off. So. Yeah, I mean, you take it for granted the later you get, but when you first see, oh, this is a helicopter. <laughs> It's an aircraft carrier that can fly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And we talked about that quite a bit. But yeah, that's a cool thing about going back to watch this movie is it makes you re-realize how cool all this stuff mm-hmm. is when you're first seeing it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you, and you realize why nerds have been salivating for this movie for so long. And, and oh, yeah. why, like, moments like that are, like, you get the sense of why this has survived so long enough, like how many, like the decades it's been, just the sheer amount of imagination and and wonder and interesting concepts and crazy ass shit that can be now be realized in movies with like a sense of reality to it, which they really couldn't pull off before. And why so many people enjoy this shit, like just on paper and seeing it in, Live action is just oh, this is the mind blowing thing. It's like everyone understands comics now. Yeah, to, I'll, to a I'll, point. I'll admit I had limited knowledge of the Avengers. I think I knew who they were because you were telling me about them. I got that book or whatever. But I remember when you first were telling me they're going to put the Avengers together. That's going to be the first big. I was kind of like, there are no X Men. Like X Men are the shit. Like Avengers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a long time in comics, the Avengers were kind of like like the X Men kind of exploded in the '90s. But um, even before that, like the X Men were the kind of the cool ones, and the Avengers were the da, 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 da. yeah, they were the uh, lame, old, crappy. But they were the they were the premier Marvel superheroes. But they they were just kind of also ran like cause the like because. The public awareness of like Iron Man and Captain America, like they had some cartoons, 
Saturday morning cartoons, like stretching back in the day, but it what they weren't really a, a huge part of the uh, the cultural zeitgeist uh, <laughs> until uh, until yeah, this hit, zeitgeist. and now which is like oh, which is why even some of the 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 nerds zeitgeist. from the <laughs> we can just keep calling it zeitgeist. zeitgeist. I just like when I get to drop that word. Lord. Okay, uh, Banner's got his gamma searching plan. That's yep. how. We're, hey, it's Susie. Uh, he's gonna search. <laughs> he's gonna. He's got. You know, we'll search for gamma, and that's how we'll know where this thing is. And uh, I guess part of my, my question is just occurring to me now: is is this just a way to tie in Hulk and him, or is is gamma is generally Loki and all that use gamma, or like is this, is this whole gamma shtick? A thing from comics, or is this something they use to? Oh, let's use Gamma. We've established that with the Marvel. Yeah, I mean, you know, Gamma equals Hulk, but I think they just sort of said, "Oh, the Mind Stone emits gamma radiation." Just that was probably written into the script just for a reason to hook the Hulk in. But they've they've kept with that in the point, like back in Endgame when it when the Hulk puts on the 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 glove, like he's like, "This thing emits gamma radiation." It's it's like I was made to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that brings everybody back. Well, it kind of makes it fit snugly together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they sold it. Uh, yeah. But it, it is... Yeah, it, I don't recall anything about the Mind Stone having anything to do with gamma radiation before. But then again, I my knowledge of the Infinity Gauntlet comics are not encyclopedic. Yeah. Uh, okay, Barton... I'm going to throw my first shade here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barton needs a distraction and an eyeball. Uh, the way he whips out that bow is stupid, and he sucks. Is what I <laughs> okay, like when he whip, you know, you know what I'm talking about when he whips out that the bow. I guess I should turn my camera back. Yeah, I, I think that's there's an extended version of that scene that I don't I don't know if it makes a difference. I need a bow, I need bow. An eyeball, and then he goes. But he does that several times. He whips it out, and it's I was, you know, sucks. Um, when I was watching this, it's like I was thinking about how you have some nerds out there who, not even nerds, some some people who kind of dumb down some heroes or villains because to them, you know, they're they they seem to be one dimensional, and they don't really look at the bigger picture, like. I was like, you know, Joe probably hates Oliver Queen as well. And it's like, because for him, it's just a guy <laughs> with a that? bow and arrow. But it's like, his. his yes. Anybody with a bow and arrow. They're, but like, Barton is more than no. one dimension. Like, he's a great. As you see, as we see in this movie, he's a great pilot. You know, so it's like. It's, he has more to his character. Oh, yeah, he is. Remember, this is Joe who also didn't like Bucky for random reasons. Joe but, just but decides. See, there's there's a lot of people out there who look at, look at people like that. Like, there are people out there, like, for instance, like Iceman. Oh, he just has ice powers. Or this person just has that power. Because all they see is like, oh, this guy can shoot fireballs out but of like, his hand. Like Aquaman. And it's like the, their character seems one dimensional. Aquaman's a great Aquaman example. is quite powerful. But people, all people think about is Aquaman. He can talk yeah, to you fish. Know, like, did you terrible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The talk to fish thing. You remember that from the state? It's like, why did you call him terrible? No, I no. He, I, I don't mind Aquaman. It's just like he was always the joke. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, like 
Nobody wanted his underoos. <laughs> and there was that, there was that. I had his underoos. I had that damn I've, orange. I've always shirt. been, I've yeah, always been kind of biased yeah, towards dumb. Aquaman it, because it, his first name hey, Arthur. And he was a trendsetter. Oh yeah, yeah. Arthur Curry. But, but you remember that sketch on the state that old that old sketch show was on. Uh, yeah, we all remember that MTV because they had. It was really funny because they were like Hulk, you go smash and Flash, you go run real fast. Superman, you go to this. Aquaman, why don't you go talk to some fish or something? And then everybody starts laughing. All the other superheroes are laughing at him. It's like a famous nerd sketch. You don't remember that? No. no, but like that's been a running joke, a running gag for yeah. a long time in various nerd circles. Like, ah, Aquaman is lame. Uh, I, but I think that's why they went all Jason Momoa with it. It's like, who can yeah. we get to completely and counteract I that image? Okay, huh. Tiffany is down TF. Listen, <laughs> he's a married man, but if he wasn't. TBJ DTF. He wasn't. JM. Only if he wasn't married to Lisa Bonet, the goddess. Wait, he's married to Lisa Bonet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. More respect to that gentleman. <laughs> and it's one of those situations where he saw her once and he was like, I must get with her. And then he did he say it like she's that? She's gotta be old enough to be his mom. No, he talks about it in an interview. He was like, I saw her and I was like, I, I need to be with her. Um, she is older than him. She is a cougar in this situation. She is still hot, though. So, yep. He knew what he's doing. He's and her, her, uh, her daughter with Lenny Kravitz. Zoe. She's uh, she's real beautiful. Zoe is uh, gonna play Catwoman in a new Batman movie. Wait, what? They have a number one. They have a daughter. Well, the two of them have two children who are still young. Really. The older is Lenny Kravitz's daughter, his stepdaughter. Okay. He and Lisa Bonet have two children who are like preteens to. Wait a minute. Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz broke up? Uh, Yeah. Where were you been? They broke up way back then. Yeah, the the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson is going to be. It's just the Batman coming out, and Zoe Kravitz is going to play Catwoman. Robert yes, Pattinson, isn't that the guy who plays Harry Potter? Yeah, that, no, that's, that's, no, he's, he's in Harry Potter. Harry Potter but he, he's Cedric. He, he's the guy yeah. who plays Twilight. Hopefully, hopefully Batman yeah, yeah. is... And he, and he walks up and shines and sparkles oh, in the sun. He's and a says, vampire. My name is Twilight and I am I a Dracula. Batman I have sparkle. no idea what we're talking about now. Wait, who's Listen, playing Batman? Harry Potter is Batman? No. no Cedric Diggory. Robert Pattinson, who was in Harry Potter... Will be oh the red hair no. kid no <laughs> no God well then who the hell Cedric Diggory then <laughs> Cedric Diggory died in like the fourth movie which is like the, the first one I saw it was his competitive when he was competing my daughter my daughter's TikTok name is Cedric Diggory's oh. wife uh, then she knows she's wise I'll ask her who that is she loves that guy. Whoever that is. He, he the, died playing a Richie Broom flying game. And the then, uh, yeah, but he also was in Twilight as the sparkly vampire Edward. that Kristen Stewart was in love with or psychotically obsessed with. So, so my daughter's going to want to see Batman? Probably my, the new one. When does this next come year, out? Uh, I don't know. Next year or something. Maybe. Do they make it yet? Or they they've it they've released one teaser trailer for it. Aren't they close to finishing production? So I got to uh, finish watching the Dark Knight stuff. And Ben Affleck ones first, right? You if said you want to finish watching the Dark Knight. I'm not done with the Dark Knight ones. I'm up to the. I watched the one with the Joker. 
I haven't watched one with Bane yet. Bane! Watch those. Well, the one that okay. Uh, Coulson. Oh, we got the Coulson's near mint, near mint fangirling bit. Loki's at the fancy gala. This is kind of a cool thing. The eye, go- eye gouge scene. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great look at like what like Loki's kind of getting off on the power. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's got the power. He's getting off on the intimidation, or like the way he watches the crowd scramble with that like evil little yeah. grin. Oh, and this is what I wanted to ask you guys, and I think you kind of touched on it that I didn't understand. It's what's the like? How does he work? Like, what's this whole thing? Because his costume shows up out of nowhere. He's magic. He's it's a trickster. Magic. He's, we, like, is, yes. Is it in he, another dimension? Is and he's pulling he, it from another he dimension. He himself is just magical. Period. Hey, like he's good with illusions. He's good with trickery. He's good with yep. fake outs. He's hands. good with skullduggery. Mm-hmm. Like skullduggery. You have about yeah. a month. It's just okay. about a month to bone up on Loki. <laughs> Speaking of bone and skullduggery, actually, yeah, he, he doesn't really just, have to. No, I was just watching an episode of He-Man where Skeletor yells, Skullduggery! So you don't really have to bone up on Loki because the Loki at the end of this movie is the Loki right. that starts the right. Loki series. Okay. So but you have to know, I mean, there may be some references to everything. You also just happened. keep trying to make him like a regular dude, Joe. He's not a regular dude. Wait, so you're That's saying... This series takes place right after this movie, so it's a prequel. I don't uh, think it, it doesn't take. No, I don't think it takes place. It's just it's that dive. it's that Loki from this time. Loki from this timeline is what the series is supposed to be about. So it's not taken up from this. Point. Oh, wait, there's yeah. a different timeline, Loki. Because at the at the end of Endgame, shenanigans happened where Loki escapes. Before, like in the regular MCU, Loki's you know held prisoner at the end of this when he goes back to Asgard and he's in jail for a while. We'll see that in Thor two when we get to that. But in Endgame, there's a alternate timeline where he oh, escapes gosh. thanks to the time shenanigans that go on uh, into we don't know where, and we assume it's the multiverse, which is what uh, Loki is going to be uh, about. Uh, so we don't know if he's jumping between timelines or dimensions or what. I don't know. If don't I think to... about it. You always sound like you're having every time you guys jump ahead and talk about another thing. Joe's like, oh, because <laughs> I think that's why I stopped watching them all because I got too, it got too beyond my brain capacity. I was like, I don't know. I don't what think the it's too beyond on. your brain. You just have to write questions when you watch them or do what I told you. Just watch it for fun. For fun. Or start, dissect it for the or first start time. Or start a pod, podcast with a bunch of nerds that'll explain it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everybody should do. All right, so uh, he, the kneel before me scene, and that old man who stands up, and it's like, not for you. And then... Uh, there are always men like you. That's yeah. that's uh, a good kind of fuck you Nazis thing. Yep. Yeah, and there's the cap fight. Uh, that's a pretty good fight. I like all these different little fights that they do. Like, you know, so-and-so against so-and-so. There's all these little matchups. I like that... Uh, Captain America reacts to hearing ACDC is a thing that happens in the MCU. Right. <laughs> fighting Loki and suddenly ACDC starts blasting. Captain America and ACDC have never been in the same brain space ever. And, then, <laughs> and I like that Iron Man has wrestling entrance music. Like he blasts ACDC right? and then he shows up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of reindeer games, refers to Loki as reindeer games. <laughs> well, that was my next thing I, I wrote. I wrote, 
I wrote Reindeer Games, Rock of Ages, Capsicle. Iron Man comes through with the trifecta of hilarity. Uh, oh, I just realized uh, we weren't talking about Reindeer Games while we were recording. We had a I mentioned Reindeer Games earlier, so never mind. <laughs> it's okay. Tell the audience we had a sidebar. Comment. Oh, but we we talked about that maybe on a previous, but but yeah. Oops. So yeah, Tony Stark's calls them Reindeer Games. He calls Thor Rock of Ages, uh, and then he says, "Or is he no? Maybe he calls." Loki Rock of Ages. I can't remember. This is Capsicle. Uh, says you were a Capsicle. And then Loki <laughs> Thor bit. But they recap the past. Tesseract's gone. Shakespeare in the Park is another thing he says. Yeah. Mother's that's that's Mother's a, Buff, yeah, that that is a reference to how Thor has always talked in the comics. Yeah. Uh, until this point. It was like he always like He's a Norse god, but he talks like he's out of a Shakespeare play. Yeah. Which is, uh, it sounds old timey and, and highfalutin, but it's like they really <laughs> don't quite go together. That's but, right. Like, it worked in the 60s. Yeah, right. But then, like, and I think they do a good job as, like, balancing that. Like, they, like, Thor in this, like, he talks a little loftier. Like, Loki's mind is far afield. And, yeah. and uh, shit like that, but like he's but it's not, not. It's not full Shakespearean, it, and he's not pompous about it. Like he's no. just. It's like he speaks. It's in just the slightly, way he speaks. Yeah. yeah. No one's it's like, sometimes it's elevated and sometimes it's not because like he'll be talking about like something lofty ideals like this, and then suddenly he'll go into wait. You guys don't have Bill Schnipe, <laughs> the little things with the things. Yeah, the Bill yeah. Schnipe bit. Yeah, I have that later. So yeah, so I love. I just love all this. The the banter between Thor and Iron yeah. Man. So Thor's showing up, obviously. The Shakespeare in the park, he's making fun of you're wearing mother's drapes. Iron Man, we got the Iron Man and Thor, the kick-ass fight. That's always fun when two heroes fight and kind of yeah. see that you're not sure who would win and they're both badass. Cap intervenes and puts the ha- and put the hammer down. No, 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 no. No, no, don't tell him to put the hammer down. He loves that <laughs> hammer. And then we, yeah. have the, we have that whole shot where he – that was the shot I texted you guys. Like I love this, and Andy couldn't tell what it was, but it was like yeah. right after the hammer hits the shield and it clears the trees, and they all yeah. fall down, and then the smoke clears, and we see a shot above them. They're all three laying there. And I was like, and they all kind of wake up, and Cap's like, "Are we done with this yeah. bullshit? <laughs> yeah, can we get back to business?" And so that's what I was like. I had to pause it and take a picture of my TV screen. So I was like, "I love <laughs> that shot." Yeah. Um, Superheroes, then, when they first meet, always fight over misunderstanding. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 an absolute comic trope. Yeah, that happens all the time. And I'm sure all the nerds were just like, "Hooray!" <laughs> you know, at that. Yeah, time. Um, absolutely. And then Loki's in the cage made for a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, point. Ant meat boot. Ant meat right. boot. Yeah. Uh, Let me know if real power wants a magazine or something. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I love that he calls him point. He calls Thor Point Break. Yeah, uh, I remember uh-huh. the guys playing Galaga. We talked about that. Uh, Selvig figured out how to stabilize the quantum tunneling effect. I had yeah. to write this down. I was like, wait a minute, what? He figured out how to stabilize the quantum tunneling effect. And I was like, is this just? It's tech. Oh, I, it's it's science babble. It's, it's kind a of science like, babble. Like it's not yeah. a real. Like it's just something. There, there might be some elements of. I don't know how much research they did into that, but it's basically what you do to make your science guys sound smart. Well, then 
Oh, uh, yeah, and then I think they go back and forth. The, the two, you know, Iron Man and Hulk are like, oh, the heavy ion fusion at any reactor. And they're, you know, they're just talking in their dirt. They're vibing. They're yeah, vibing. it's basically, these guys are smart, and Captain America doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that. But it also kind of like for a while after this movie, like there was like a like a lot of nerds really liked the bond between Tony Stark and Bruce Banner being mm-hmm. science bros. Like there was a, uh, and I think like Ruffalo and and Downey like really played with that a lot on social media. They kind of liked the fact that there was a, a little cult around their friendship, and it and it's kind of cool just watching like to, looking at Tony Stark having a peer. Yeah. yeah, like like so much is made about how he's the ge- super genius that everyone's jealous of. Like if you remember Iron Man one, Jeff Bridges flipping yeah. out. Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. Like everyone's impressed with him, but you know Bruce Banner's on par with him. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love their little banter back and forth. And then so I wrote down a couple other things they said: the heavy ion fusion, the Homer Homer cluster, the yeah. ter- teraflops. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like how Downey sells. Like, I'm sure he doesn't know what he's talking about. But yeah, uh, teraflops. That can't be a thing. Is a thing. Uh, and then I love the bit about it is. It a is thing. a thing. Teraflops yeah. are real. Yeah. How many teraflops you got in your apartment right now, Art? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I think all the terms they use are real. I just don't know if they necessarily make sense. Well, that was all about, ask. What the hell? Yeah. Teraflops. It's I all about. I mean, we wouldn't know because we're not. I think teraflops is like a yeah. unit of measurement, if like like terabytes, something like that. But it's yeah. for some something in physics. Well, I want to know that. So, if you're listening and you're a physicist. Tweet us. I can already tell you. It's a unit of computing speed equal to one million million floating point operations per second. Boom! TVJ coming through with the plan! It's my PhD in Google. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so we had Iron Man tell, ask Hulk what's his secret. Is it mellow jazz, bongo drums, or a huge bag of weed? Uh, Cap breaks into the vault. Because he wants to know, like, they're like, they convince him, Shield's not great. You know, they're doing some bad shit. They're not shit. being honest with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jane Foster is safe. Captain, he's the spy. Th- that scene with Tony Stark, Captain America, and, and Bruce Banner all kind of debating how, like, it's, it's interesting because Cap is directly out of the 40s. So he's, you know, believing Good in the, the command structure. Yep. And he needs people like uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, kind of. And, and the fact that he doesn't believe Tony Stark until Bruce Banner backs him up. And then I think this was an improv where Downey was like eating little snacks or something. And then as soon as Banner sort of backed him up, he gave it like, all right, now you can have a, <laughs> little a blueberry. Yeah, I gave him a blueberry. And it was really cool. And I, I love the idea that Steve Rogers can't deal with. Does not like initially does not like a guy like Tony yeah. Stark. Yeah, because he's against like just just that against whole, the structure. He oh. grown. He's dead. anti-establishment. Yep. He's very disrespectful Genius to everybody. Playboy billionaire he's, philanthropist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that conflict, and I like that they didn't shy away from like how they like a guy like Steve Rogers and a guy like Tony Stark until they 
realize what they have in common are gonna butt yeah, heads. I just love and, and and now like at the time we I don't think we knew that they were laying the groundwork for civil war, but then Oh yeah, that's probably uh, right. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had yeah. no idea. But I just love that he's like, take away the suit, what are you? Genius playboy philanthropist. <laughs> yeah. That was in all the ads. Oh it was? Okay. Yeah, genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah, that was funny. Um all right, James. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. That's another yeah, thing. That was like good. Every, everyone reveres Steve Rogers and Captain America. They still do. Like yeah. we saw Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like everyone kind of has that borderline or like that baseline respect for Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah. But Tony Stark, a grew up hearing about how great he was. So initially, it was like, my father just would shut up about this guy. Yeah, and then isn't afraid to just talk shit to Steve yeah, Rogers yeah, all the time. Cool. Yeah. And, like, he sounds like an asshole, but he's also the only guy that, that talks to Steve Rogers well, like this. He's kind of an asshole. That's what we established at the beginning. He is an he's asshole. Not kind of. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, yeah, that's just, like, the, the character interactions are, like, what people, what really gets to people, like, watching that stuff. I mean, if it wasn't, if we didn't have moments like this, like, all the explosions in the world don't really mean a lot. Yeah, but if like you get people invested in the characters that are going to carry them through twenty-two movies or whatever, then yeah. So we find out it's, they tell uh, Thor that Jane Foster is safe, kind of setting that up for the next Thor movie. Uh, there's a bilge. He mentions the bilge snipe. The uh, Loki speech to Natasha while Cap finds the Hydra mask. Uh, yeah, the Loki. Yeah, Loki and. I love that she uses the same technique. Yeah. Um, that used yeah. with the the Russians. Yeah, to get where she plan. gets everything from you by playing into what you think she is. Yeah. And he gives that big yeah. speech to her. Like, oh, that's your play, the Hulk. And Loki thinks he's messing with her by mm-hmm. you know playing up to her first and then turning the evil on. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, the word Quim is uh, old-timey, super dirty. It's basically uh, the, the equivalent of the C yeah, word. The C-word. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading something about how uh, Joss Whedon was super happy about being able to sneak that by the censors. Of course he was. Yeah. Gross. That makes him even grosser. Um, yeah. I still don't even think I know or remember what he's done, but I'm sure it's bad. Uh, phase he's two... Is Tesser? We find out now. Phase two is that the Tesseract makes weapons, and Rogers is pissed. We get the big argument scene that we talked about. Uh, above or below Angry Bees? Like, where, where are you? Above or below Angry Bees? Like, where are you at a threat level? I feel threatened. You know, all the, I I just I listened to that argument like three or four times. So, yeah, I, I love listening to yeah. the, just hearing what people are even when they're like they're talking over each yeah. other. I try to hear everything that they're all saying because I want to see all their perspectives. I can't remember who he said that to, but I think Tony said that to somebody. It was like, "Oh, are you above or below angry bees? Like, what a, what of a threat are you?" Uh, and I can't remember who he said that to. And then he was, "I feel threatened." That was a threat. I feel threatened. Those are the funny bits. Yeah. Uh, the genius playboy billionaire philanthropist line. Iron Man has has the best lines. I said. Uh, and Cap keeps telling him to put on the suit, put on the suit, and then boom, the explosion, put on the suit, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put on the suit. You know, <laughs> the explosion, and he's got to put on the suit. Uh, that was kind of a funny yeah. little 
fit transition. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like like they can they'll that's like basic superhero teammate stuff yeah. is we'll butt heads until the shit hits the fan and, and then we work together. Again, yeah. Then we we know when to put the bullshit aside. Yeah, I love that. That's how Donnie Bales and I are. <laughs> uh, then Hulk shows up chasing Black Widow, and and this part I I keep thinking it's like this is like a a horror movie inside of an action movie, like yeah, the, the yep. you know the the normal person running away from a monster and she's high and she's got high, but then she's also a badass that can fight. So. Yeah, but she's this, what I love about this is like she's been a badass this whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. Like I talked about this before. Yeah. This is the thing she's terrified of. She has no power Listen, over the incredible you, goddamn Hulk. You can't trick the Hulk. You can't outpower the Hulk. Uh, I mean, you, you. I mean, Hulk is trickable in general. Mm-hmm. But this version, in a small, enclosed space, he is mad at her yep. for bringing her into this. He hasn't been out of Bruce's body in over a year, which is another thing. Like it's and. It's it's so perfect and like and I love how it shell shocks her yeah. like that whole experience like she almost died yeah she could have been killed yeah. and, and you see emotion uh, from her you see fear from her which we you'll probably never see you know you don't see much from her but it humanizes her and it like kind you of do it it puts you in her in with her and she's a great actress so it's like she gets that little bit of time to act you know because a lot of times I think yeah. Scarlett Johansson's a pretty good actress to just be in this action movie. But this is a moment where she gets to actually act a little bit. Yeah, and I, I, and like she knows that she has to figure out how to stop this guy, and yep. she can't. Like she, she's trying things, uh, and which, it, and it plays into the next Avengers movie. The next time we see them too, and that I really like that. But we'll talk about that when we get to yes, Age of Ultron. because I don't know where. You're... But I just think this is a great moment to to sell how scary the Hulk is. Yep. Before. And why he has the reputation of being this terrible thing, this curse, yeah. before, by the end of the movie, everyone fucking loves him. Mm-hmm. This whole, this whole <laughs> because... bit does a lot for both of them, I think, establishing the characters, and just the chaos of it all. Like, they're under attack, and they're in this giant thing in the sky, and the Hulk's breaking everything, and it's, like, it's yes. just this whole panicky thing. So, kind of quick in the movie, I mean... Yeah, I don't know if we're happy. And then, then the Hulk versus Thor fight, which is you know what people have wanted to see, yes, forever because those those two have fought each other many times in the comics. And yeah, yeah it's so I wasn't aware of that. So you guys probably were all waiting for that. To me, that was all new, but it was cool. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know their whole big fight. Meanwhile, Captain uh, Captain America and Iron Man having to work together to do those repairs. Um, yeah. And it's just like there's the most exciting engine repair you're ever gonna see in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it was like it's a it team so, building exercise is what this and we get to see cat with it really, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's exactly what it is. And it's like Yes. Yeah. Cap's not afraid to shoot people and throw people. Yeah. Even though I was realizing this and that like those guys are like mind controlled shield agents. That he's just throwing out of the thing, yeah. but he doesn't you know, really know that, war. though. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, they could be goons. Of, he doesn't know anything about them. He just knows they're trying to kill him, <laughs> yep. and yeah. So he's kind of chucking them out of there no. and shooting them with machine guns. And one stuff. of my yeah. favorite moments was during this, you know, engine repair scene when Tony's telling him what to do. Then finally, Captain yells in English, 
speak English. Like, I don't know what you're, you know, he's using all the science to, to like pull the red lever. Uh, but that's when he yelled that at him, that's exactly how I feel anytime I talk to this is going to be an inside thing for only a few people. But Robert Shoneman and Morgan, when they at work at the tech team, when they talk to each other, with Shoneman and Morgan, like they used to get on the radio and talk. And I would have no, like, what are those two talking? Like, what? They're not even speaking English. Like, the technical terms those two are using, they are yeah. Iron Man and Hulk. And I always want to go, just speak English. Like, Robert Shoneman will come up, like, when you're walking with him, it's time for him to walk the other way to go home. He'll say, this is where we bifurcate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> several staff, when they first met him, his first question, his first question to them was, from whence do you hail? <laughs> like, that's how he speaks to people in a normal world. Robert Schoenberg will probably never listen to this podcast. Uh, but if he does, uh, I'll uh, shout out to him. And they hired Morgan to translate what Robert was saying. <laughs> Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, the uh, I, I love the bit where he pulls out the whole panels and they said, what does it look like? And it appears to run on some form of electricity. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can say about. Yeah, it. yeah, that was hilarious and, uh, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that because I, I heard that and I, I didn't write that down, but that was a laugh line for me. Uh, yeah. Then we got the fighter jet Hulk bit, the fighter jet thing. You know, Hulk <laughs> oh. we talked about that. It's like I said. Yeah, Hulk is the living embodiment of fuck you. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. what I said, <laughs> because he doesn't care about Thor anymore because that asshole is shooting yeah, at him. Right. So I'm going to, he's, he doesn't care what happens. He needs to beat that guy up. Yeah. So he jumps on a jet, not caring where he's going to end up. He's on the plane. He needs to get to the guy to, to let him know he's and mad. And keep in mind, this is all, all this stuff I'm saying is just like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. fight, 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 explosion, fight. You know, Barton and Natasha start fighting. We get that whole fight. And that's a good fight, too. Yeah. Like, even that, like, the Barton and Natasha fight is like, that's a movie fight scene that you would see in any other movie has a fight scene. It's that. This that, this yeah. is probably the least of the fight scenes we have in all of it. But this is still a great fight scene. Like, it's a really kick-ass fight scene. Yeah. And it's uh, and I, I love the bit where she's shell-shocked until she hears that Barton is doing some shit. And she remember, she that's what brings her out of the shell-shock. Oh, right. right. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go handle some business I need to handle and I can handle. Right. And that's how uh, she gets out of the Hulk terror. That's true. And, yeah. uh, and then, like, she's fine with it later when Bruce shows up and says and apologizes. And he's like, she's like, no, we could, we could use a little worse. And that's back when the alien invasion starts. Yeah. Right? Uh, then the Coulson threat gun stabbed. Uh, the yeah. Coulson, yeah, he's got the gun. The heartbreak. Like, the that's heart a sad, break. sad moment. Yeah, uh, and that's why I wanted. To, I started asking him. But I think you guys have answered. I was like, "How is Loki doing all this? He teleports. What's his power called?" And you guys are saying magic. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, he's a like a sorcery kind of guy. He's all about misdirection, and he's all about mischief. He's the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I think like they sort of uh, harped on that in the first Thor movie, which yeah. is like Loki's whole mindset is different from Thor yeah. and Thor gets all the attention and Loki works in the shadows and uh, he's got a whole different way of trying to accomplish the same goals. And uh, Art Star, you yeah, got anything to magic. say anything? I feel like you're <laughs> no, uh, actually I was just thinking about the whole Loki thing. So and then also like, you know, like in the comics now, 
you have okay. like a young Loki, and it's like you see, like he's he's very mischievous, and he yeah. wait, huh? What? You have a yeah, young Loki right, in the comics right, right now, but like the the the, yeah. the the games that he plays, that he play is almost like sort of like how this Loki acts. It's like he does all of these different things, manipulates all these situations to you know go in his favor. So it kind of reminds me of like this Loki here. Yeah. Like yes, yeah, it's, it's, that's all I was thinking about. I was just thinking about Loki. Okay. No, I was just thinking Andy was right. When you go back to the, the first Thor movie, even remember when he's sneaking in and out of Asgard and Hemdall's like, why would you do it under cloaking? Like, why are you doing it behind my dad's back? Why are you doing the shadows? Because he can see everything, right? So he's always mm-hmm. up to something. Yeah. Like he develops specifically ways to get in and out of Asgard that Heimdall couldn't see. And Heimdall's the guy who can see everything. Yep. And so you learn yeah. then, like... He's up. He is up for shenanigans at all times. Oh, and no shenanigans on you. No, with Loki, if he has. <laughs> yeah, he's all about himself. Right. Okay. Now, now I'm curious if somehow the Loki series is going to end up with a like de aging Tom Hiddleston or like casting someone else as a young Loki because the teenage Loki that was in comics was also mm. involved with the Young Avengers. Okay. That, uh, oh, really? that maybe bring it in. So that's that's a thing that could happen, or it could just be an alternate reality version, and we shall just see. I don't know, but that's just an interesting thought. Okay, uh, noted, and we will put that as a prediction. Coulson blasts him. Iron Man fixes. Loki gets away. Coulson dies. Avengers Initiative explained. Thor is in a meadow. Hulk is nude uh, with a security guard. He has that love Fuck ass nude. He has the love love scene with the security guard that was an, an extra. I feel like an extra Harry Dean Stanton, him. ladies and gentlemen, uh, noted character actor Harry Dean okay. Stanton in that role. Okay, Hulk nude security guard. They have the love scene. Uh, they figure out Loki wants an audience, so he's doing this at Stark Tower. They all suit up for the final battle. Tony, Loki, I love Tony. that bit. Yeah, is that cool? That where they all figure it out. That whole conversation where Tony and Steve, like, th- there's so many bits there. There's like, t- Tony is like, uh, says, "We are not soldiers," and then he realizes he's talking to a guy who is an absolutely a soldier, <laughs> yep. and uh, does not view the word as an insult like he does. So he's got to kind of check himself a little bit. Yep. I'm not marching to Furious Five, and then that's where they can agree on. And I love that Tony just sort of rambling until he realizes that Loki's as big of a full tilt diva as he is mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's got the same. He's going to go to my house. He's going to go to my tower that I'm a diva about. Exactly. And doing that. Yeah. And then we get the Tony Loki convo about Avengers and all that where he's making the drink and mm-hmm. Loki tries. And that's where he gets to drop the Earth's Mightiest Heroes tagline, which is the Avengers. That's the. the Classic comic tagline is Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. And he actually says that. Yeah, he actually says that. Yeah. And then the, I love the performance issues line when he's trying to yeah. he's trying to turn his heart or whatever and it doesn't work. He's like, oh, that's okay. We all have performance issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it is. um, and then he throws him out the window and he deploys the new suit in the last second. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. The portal opens up and it's on. Giant flying turtles show up. The funny bit was <laughs> <laughs> not quite turtles. 
giant flying the, turtles. The I funny think. bit with Cap and the cops, that little bit where they're like, why should we take it? Oh, that why made me take, laugh. Yeah, why should we take orders from you? And then he beats the shit out of all those monsters. Okay, uh, like, we need to make a perimeter and whatever it is. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And again, that's Captain America knows what to do. Captain America will step up and have the strategy and will have the plan. Yeah, he's the leader. And and he's concerned with casualties. Yep. <laughs> it's a very important thing. Which, which not all Avengers between... are at times. So Yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. I mean, that's true. They play that up a lot later. Hulk, yeah. Hulk comes back on the motorcycle and then I think Natasha says, I don't see how that's a party. I'm bringing the party to you guys. Yeah. I don't see how that's a party. That's probably her funniest line. That was pretty good. Yeah. And the bad, I have an all caps, bad-ass battle. So, so bad-ass is what I wrote. Like, uh, yeah. This is my fa- what uh, my favorite line comes in this battle when he's giving everyone instructions on what to do. Yeah. And, he mm-hmm. and he goes, and Hulk... Smash. <laughs> yeah. and, and he does. And he's happy yes, to do it. Yeah. The time and he, he is and just he, free to smash it up. Yeah. And then he's like jumps on the wall and like he jumps onto the thing and then backhands the one dude yep. in the window and yeah. then throws another guy out of the way and then does, just swats the it's shit out of the guy. This was for me being a Hulk mm. fan for a long time. Yeah. Uh, this was so great. Well, I also love Hulk it because right. on a on on a um, heartwarming level, Banner as Hulk has been isolating himself from people and trying to keep himself away, calm environments, etc. This is him being accepted for who you are. Yeah, and thankful. Mm-hmm. Yo, friend, welcome. Now do your thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's my <laughs> he's a part Yo, of the team. Well, and just yeah. see it in this whole sequence where it's like he's smashing everybody, and then. Iron Man flies through, and then the, the, Natasha's kicking ass, and like Cap, yeah, everybody's yeah. just kicking ass together as a team. And the the teamwork that like they needed, like they showed the teamwork really well. How they all work off each other. I, like, did Iron Man and Captain America sit down and telegraph that move where he shoots reflective energy off of his oh, shield and just fries oh, everybody? Cool. No, yeah. that's just improv. It's, it's improv, and it's like it's. I mean, it's, it's I mean, also the, Tony knowing. Effects Knowing that it, so it was good, it was one of the awesome too. Realistic, yeah. yeah. It's just like all these moments where I'm like, oh my God, it's what a great time to live in. Like, it's our grandparents never going to see this. Uh, but yeah, like this is just this was like a total nerdgasm for me. Uniblast in here. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, oh, they're all together. They're all fighting aliens. This is comic books. The comic yeah. books are alive. This is the promised land for nerds. And then we this got, is the good stuff. Yeah, this is the good stuff. Hulk, that little Hulk punching Thor thing that Andy talked about uh, after they get back yeah. into the <laughs> zone. Uh, yeah. And I no, I didn't get, at the time, I didn't get the whole like backstory of them always fighting. I was like, why did he do that? And I kept reminding, I was like, did I see that right? Did, why did he, was it unprovoked? And then, I, you know, now you guys have established that they have that thing. Uh, oh, and when you get when we get to the other Thor movies, there's one that's my favorite because it's just them two a lot. Basically, it should have just been a buddy movie. Yeah, yeah. with them two. Yeah, and then Tasha's gonna <laughs> close the portal, uh, so she starts driving that flying thing. That was pretty cool. She mm-hmm. jumped off of Cap's uh, shield or whatever, yeah. and then starts stabbing those guys, and then just like. She's so bad. It reminds me of a sky sled from He Man. Yeah. Yes. The sky sled. That's exactly what it is. It's the sky sled from He Man. Uh, 
a civilian bank scene with Cap, uh, the council trying to nuke the city. Uh, you know, all these are just super exciting scenes that would be the climax. Each one of these would be their own climax of another movie, and they're all in this mm-hmm. movie. That's what's so cool. Like just yeah. meeting up that you know in the bank, the council. Uh, oh, then the council tries to nuke the city. Uh, they're arguing with Samuel L. Jackson and Hawkeye and attack. Oh, uh, beat up Loki. Oh yeah. What? Uh, speaking of like that council, the the main guy he talks to, uh, I believe, is played by Powers Booth. Yes, Powers Booth. In uh, the in the Agents of Shield TV oh. show, that guy turns out to be Hydra. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's spoiler. That's he, that's why they probably wanted to nuke New York with all those heroes in it. Right. Well, we got we got those guys all beating up Loki, and then the the bit about. I'm a god, and then Hulk smashes the shit out of Loki. Yes, puny god, yeah. puny god. Yeah, the one guy you're monologuing won't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, you can say all your dumb villain, sh- like you can talk as high minded as you want. Fuck you, fuck that, you, that, fuck that you. Moment, yep. They did. So it doesn't even good. let him finish. He's like almost to the end of the end of the speech, and Hulk's like, "I'm done." <laughs> I love it. Like Hulk doesn't have the patience for that shit. He does not care, nope. and he hates this guy. He's mad at him. Fuck him. Fuck this guy. I'm the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, like, just exactly. you can go back. Like I think I've said this before, but go back and try to watch audience reaction videos from that moment when it first premiered in the theater. Everyone like just like gasps and starts laughing their asses yeah. off. It's it's such a good reaction, like because no one expects that. Well, that right. never, no one expects that sort of action never happened in any movies before, like or any action movie, like the just the the rag, ragdoll thing. And we used to do that. I remember doing that with action figures. That's what we would do when an action figure is beating another action figure. You would just like grab them by the leg and just swing them around and smack them around. You know, it's a, right. Oh my god, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I played with my toy. You're not supposed to do that with action figures. You're not supposed to do that with action figures, man. <laughs> I love that voice. Cherish your action figures, kids. But when when he <laughs> says when he when Hulk says puny god, puny god, they did a great job of of the animation of that because it looks his face and the mannerisms look just like Mark Ruffalo. Like he really mm-hmm. looks like Mark Ruffalo in this. This yeah. he says puny god. Yeah, uh, and that was really cool because it's a giant cartoon type of thing, but it's cool. And then we find out the scepter is the key to the portal. Uh, somebody figures that out. They decide they're going to put the nuke in the portal. That's a great plan. We'll take the nuke. I know mm-hmm. where just to put it. And, and then the, we have the end bit where we do that. We think Tony's gone. Uh, and then he falls back in, and then we have the end and the Stanley cameo. Superheroes in New York City, uh, <laughs> uh, and that's the end. And I love seeing Stark and Banner drive off together. The two nerds in the car. Uh, and note the Hulk is the one that saved him from falling to his death. Yeah, yeah. like Hulk's the one who saved him because they were going. It was going to be Thor. He was whipping his thing around, but he didn't get there in time. Yeah, uh, but Hulk's the hero. Hulk's the that's hero. the point. Yeah. Is a Hulk at his heart? Yep. 
wants to save people. And he has a group who accepts him. So it's not yeah. a hard choice for him to jump in and do the right <laughs> thing. Again, on yeah. an emotional level, this was this was really good for Hulk's heart. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And then we get Because he's mm-hmm. more than a monster, which obviously he is. I mean, he's not just a monster, but yeah, yeah. Now he has a gang. The classic Frankenstein monster. Yeah. The, the classic, the classic trope. Frankenstein, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde, and the Wolfman all rolled into yeah, one. You, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the post-credit scene. The the other, the Thanos, right? The Thanos post-credit scene. Yeah, that's the first time we see Thanos. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we get, we know. Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do this, are we? Mm-hmm. Or is or is this just a joke? And then the whole line, the whole thing, like the whole they are not the cowering wretches we were promised. Yep. To to challenge them is to court death. That is uh, uh, a callback to the fact that in comics. Thanos is actually in love with the metaphysical embodiment of death. Mm. Yeah. Like who is just like a a skeleton in a robe that sort of just appears when people are murdered. Like he is for some reason in love with that is like sort of nihilistic and just is trying to impress the actual embodiment of death by and that's why he murders shit all the time. So let me ask you this: If you guys, could- and that's why there's that little smile, like he turns around and smiles, like oh, I'll court death because I'm totally into that. Yeah, but that has that. By the time they get around to making Thanos a full character, like they, it's like that doesn't really work for the MCU. Yeah, there's no time to show his kinks in the MCU. Yeah, and we haven't, uh, we don't have a lot of time to delve into. I mean, they've barely hinted at the celestial the super cosmic aspects of it. We got some yeah. of it in guardians of the galaxy. We kind of see the celestial beings, but like there's a whole le- layer of cosmic Marvel that we haven't gotten close to yet. In, in, but, in uh, at this really point, or today, total. total. I mean, like there's a, like there's plenty of cosmic Marvel yeah. that happens by like, especially by the time Endgame happens, but there's like a layer of it, like a super metaphysical, like the, the, Big the big picture shit that Jack Kirby helped invent, and uh, Jim Starlin and a lot of uh, the cosmic creators that uh, has not been touched yet, which we might get if we eventually get Silver Surfer and Galactus showing. Oh gosh, yeah. But uh, so that uh, okay, another dumb question that just brought up. So that Silver Surfer movie that was out, that's not in the MCU. It is not. Mm -mm. Another question. We have not seen a Silver Surfer or a Fantastic Four or Galactus right. in the MCU. the MCU yet. Although they just oh, released yeah, uh, this this video, this little compilation video, sort of announcing the the future slate for the next few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, while technically it's Phase Four, they ended the montage of "Here's What's Coming" with a little four mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Studios four, and like you could say, "Oh, that's Phase Four. Or is the or Fantastic Four? What does four mean? Oh, yeah! Yeah. All right, one more question yeah. I had about Thanos. So, and then we'll end. All right. So, you said that this was our first glimpse at Thanos in. Uh, yeah. So correct. N- was this the first time nerd, or did nerds already have a feeling because they knew? Oh, Chitauri Nerd- are related to Thanos. 
This was a surprise to everybody like because it was just it was barely in it. It was like one scene yeah. of him turning to the camera. Like nobody and knew sort of like Chitari wasn't already associated with Thanos. It was like oh. no, not really. So this was a big Chitari. Yeah, this was a huge reveal, and it like it was like. <sighs> also, you have uh, to think. Even even if some things are associated, Joe, in the comments, it's not always going to make the movie. So yeah. there are some things we can mm -hmm. guess will be in the movie, but there's a lot like, you know, we spent all of WandaVision trying to figure out who's the big bad, and it ended up not being a super big bad because yeah. they kept the story here. So even you don't know what they will give us. I just so, feel like I feel like now, maybe it wasn't exactly the same at then. And what was this, 2011? 12. Well, I think was it um, but you know how like now like there's so it seems like there's so much speculation on the internet now like everything that's yeah. coming out they're talking about it could be this it could be that it could be this it could be that and somebody's gonna be right because they've said everything so um, yeah the speculation this, was this, there before this was but before the, right so this was before but the web wasn't where yeah. it was yeah so yeah the speculation like this was the Avengers movie was the culmination yeah. of what we had known that they would plan. Like, uh, if this works, if this succeeds, if everyone likes enough of this, yeah. and the Avengers movie, which is the grand experiment, right. bringing all these characters we introduced in other movies together in this one, if this works, then we can do that. So yeah, uh, we can do what we have. Now planned. we're living in the. We know this is a thing now. Like now we're living in or basking in this yeah. <laughs> the universe. We're in. But, yeah, at the time they were doing like two movies a year. Exactly. And like On a this maybe. year we've got four. Yeah. Uh, but this was like like the, after this was like the next year was Iron Man three and I think four two and that was it. Uh, we're still in the beginning. I mean, it's still phase one. It's the end what? of phase one. It's yeah. Still the it's still in the experimental. Gee, we hope this works. Yeah. Phase of things. So by phase twenty, will it be <laughs> a new movie every month? Yes, Joe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. By the time that rolls around, I'm sure. I don't know. Be, we'll uh, be alive every day. Um, every day. But uh, yeah, technology is forever evolving, and the way we take in entertainment mm -hmm. is forever evolving. Mm -hmm. So, Tiffany, That's true. Uh, sum up Avengers in one syllable. One syllable. <laughs> That's already three. <laughs> no, he said something. In, in one, one syllable, syllable is five syllables. Andy, you dumbass. No, uh, summing up in one sentence. The first of its kind and awesome. Oh, okay. Uh, so the one word is nerdgasm. They now we've got a lot. Nerds at Denny's were all happy. Their lives have come to fruition. I've got to think there was a lot of nerds that left this after maybe their eighth viewing of this, and it was like, "I can die happy. This is all I've ever wanted." You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I remember coming out of it, uh, and the friends I saw it with were like, "Yeah, that that just easily took the title of best comic book movie of all time," uh, yeah. which before that was The Dark Knight, um, which was fantastic. Yeah. But this was like, yeah, this it, it popped. It had humor. It had gravitas. It had all the, it had the action you want that felt important, uh, and not just uh, oh, let's do let's do shooties for shooty times or whatever. Yeah, and it had all the banter you wanted out of books. Like uh, 
yes. characters yeah. with histories decades. Banter yeah, is my faith. this was, and we, and this concludes. This concludes phase one. That is correct. It ends phase one. It's like an end of a semester. Yeah. It is end of your semester. Pop quiz coming soon. Okay. No more, but evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor. Still more incarceration of my kinsmen by the prisons and people thinking this election to end racism. Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama, but don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems. The Nerd School Podcast. Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, you improved. <laughs> Listen, people can make fun of me for my holiday movies all we want to, but I'm like, are you alive? Did I fuss at you? <laughs> Did I yell about anything? All right, then. You're welcome. You better thank Hallmark for keeping me safe. <laughs>